Hey, it's Heidi Dawson, and this is Wednesday Wisdom, where I interview wildly successful people from across the world, where we get an inside view into what their daily life looks like. Success leaves clues, and on Wednesdays, we're finding them. Join me now for the latest wildly successful interview. Hi, guys. Welcome to the 39th episode of the Wildly Successful Lifestyle Podcast. And welcome to Wednesday Wisdom. Today we have the awesome Donnie. Donnie Granger is the CEO of Creation Studios here in Memphis, Tennessee, where so much magic happens. They do video production, photography, social media management, design for companies all over the world. I mean, they give life and breathe energy into so many brands. And I've been fortunate enough to be able to see their work firsthand, and it literally blows me away. I'm honored to have him as a guest today. So without waiting one more minute, let me introduce you to Donnie Granger. Hi, Donnie. Thank you hey, so Heidi. much for joining me today. I'm so excited to be here. I love your podcast and I'm just honored to be on it. It's so cool. Well, I, the honor is all mine, I assure you. So we kind of chit-chatted a little bit about the, um, the way this works because we on the Wildly Successful Lifestyle Podcast, we love to get quick good information and pivot quickly when we need to. So we're doing this speed round style and I've got 10 questions, a couple of which, which I have uh, made custom to you, if that's okay. <laughs> and if you're ready, I'll start with the first question. Let's get going. I love it. All and right, I'll just cool. say, can I just say, cause I know your, your listeners, uh, I'm one of your listeners. And can I just say, I love the fact that it's short and that it's quick information I could listen to on my way to work. I can listen to on my way to, to a meeting and I feel better when I arrive. Yay. You aren't flooding me with information. It's quick and easy and able to be applied to my life right there. So I just want to say that as we get started, thank you. I for love that. that because that's exactly what the goal is, is that I don't ever want it to be too long, which is why I do the speed style. So mm -hmm. I'm glad you said that. Thank you. Thank you. Good. I appreciate it. And, and it makes me to, to remember to keep it that way. <laughs> I love it. On out as well. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Number one. Uh, and these are a few of these questions I'll be, I ask everyone because mm -hmm. this is what we want to know, like for the wildly successful people I'm interviewing. So the first one is, do you have a set morning routine, Donnie? And what is it? Okay. Yes, I do. Um, like you always tell us, we have to live intentionally. So it's got to start in the beginning. Um, the first thing I do is drink water, actually. Like that's, I walk out, turn off the alarm to the house and drink a glass of water. It's so important to start that in my body. And then I've got a few other things. I, I walk over, I start the water to boil for, for my morning um, mud water. I don't do coffee, I do mud water, which is cool. Um, I'll tell you about that. And then I, I get the tea going for my wife. While that's boiling, I go outside, take the dog out. And in that five minutes, while she's enjoying her time in the morning, I'm waking up, letting the blue light hit my face of the morning. It's early. It's about 5, 5.15 in the morning. And the sun's just coming up and the, the blue light's hitting my brain until my brain start waking up. So all that science is happening in my body. The circadian rhythms are starting to happen. So I just use that time to deep breathe and kind of wake up and inhale the morning and be grateful for my new day. Um, then walk inside. I make mud water, which this is kind of weird, but it's a thing called mud water. It's really like some mushrooms and herbs and some cool stuff. It's, it's a great alternative to coffee. I'm intrigued. <laughs> it's cool. It's, it doesn't, it tastes good. You put a little coconut uh, powder in it and it tastes really good. 
But the main thing is it doesn't give you the Donnie because I'm so interested. No, you buy it. It's like they ship you enough for a month at a time. And it's a cool company. I love it. Well, I uh, want, can you, would you share that with me so that I can share it in the show notes with my listeners? (laughs) Yes. Okay, cool. It's good. I used to do coffee every morning, but you know, I drink coffee during my day. So I didn't want to start my morning with it, but I needed something warm and it's got a, it's definitely got a boost, but it's not a caffeine jitters kind of boost. So it's cool. So my wife's tea is, is made. She'll get up a few hours later and her tea will be ready for her. Um, And then I sit down with my mud water and I read the Bible for about 20 minutes, 25 minutes. I pray, get my mindset on eternal things instead of the, the busyness in front of me. So starting with that perspective, and then with this energy in me, I get up and do uh, something active. So these days I'm doing Peloton bike, which is amazing. Um, my wife's been doing it for about two years and I've started doing it and it's phenomenal. Wow. It's a, a really cool way, just 20 or 30 minutes in the morning doing this Peloton and it's, it's fantastic. So much energy, it's not too hard, it's a challenge, but it, it just gets your blood flowing. And then I get ready. And the key here, one of the things um, that I head off to work, but what I'm not doing is, is as important as what I am doing. Right. Um, okay. I don't I like eat. That. I don't eat any food and I don't do any social media or email. So the food thing is just part of kind of waiting till later in the day to let my body continue. A lot of people have heard of intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. I let my body continue to do the things that it's doing with no food inside of it. Um, and I'm burning lots of calories on an empty stomach. So my body's using fuel that it had inside of itself to do the Peloton bike thing. Wow. So that's kind of a little, a little tip. It's kind of cool. So do some energy, some active stuff before you, know, you eat. So interesting, Donnie, because uh, I'm finding that this is a pattern with, um, with you, the, the successful people that I'm interviewing. This is a pattern. And, and I'll talk mm-hmm. about that in just a, a few minutes. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's awesome. Well, so on the other side, with the no food, there's also no social media and no email. Okay, good. This is, yeah. It's almost is, like magic. So I swear to you that um, I do that as well. And it's, it, 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 I don't even look at, look at it mm-hmm. until at some point in the day, I might yeah. bring it up. But in the morning, I cannot be productive because then I get distracted. And I did a podcast on distractions just uh, right. this week. So, okay. Well, that is a really, really, really good morning routine. I can see why you do so <laughs> well during the day. Oh my goodness, the energy. And I cannot wait to look up the mud water or at least oh, yeah. it. Okay. So, <laughs> Now, all right, so question number two is just an easy question. I Mm. like to know this, and I think everybody kind of likes to know this. How many hours of sleep of not, (laughs) sorry, how many hours of sleep do you get per night? Yeah, yeah, it's, sleep is so huge. That's when your body's repairing all the stuff that you did to it the day before and getting ready for the next day. So it's six to seven hours usually. Okay. No, No fewer than six. And if I can get eight, that's amazing. But generally, it tends to be six to seven hours because we've got kids and the kids go to bed and gotcha. uh, the wife and I are hanging out. So we generally, it's around 11 that we're finally there. And okay. so it's that's 5 a.m. That's my next question. So we're about 11 to five. Okay. Yeah. Good. All right. That seems to be pretty consistent as well. I think for me, I'm an eight hour girl, seven and mm-hmm. a half to eight hours at least. But um, that, you know, just... I find that it varies. So, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So now there's a couple little custom, custom questions for you because I know um, how creative you are. So you always have 
really great ideas. You come up with some things. I'm like, where did you come up with that? That's so amazing. So how do you get inspired and come up with them so consistently for your client? Okay. Um, you know, a lot of what I do comes from a collaboration of, of lots of different ideas. And so I could spend my time devoted to studying photography or studying videography or web design. I could spend my time focused there, but generally my role in my, in my world is ideas and bigger ideas, the better. And so the way that that happens, I think is connecting dots that people haven't connected. And so the only way to do that better is to have more dots. And so I read lots of different things. I study lots of different things. For example, anything from physics to engineering to um, quantum physics, architecture and design, like studying those things and letting my mind wander down those arenas. Um, then when I come back to how do we market a client, I may pull some weird divergent story from the Renaissance into this moment and, and it applies somehow. And wow. the mind, the mind just kind of holds all these ingredients. And for me, I often say, <laughs> just give me more ingredients and I can make a better stew. And that's really the more I have I in my head, that. the better it is. I love that. The diversity of, uh, of, of information. You know, I definitely love to read. I'm, I love mindset. Like I love to read about the brain and how mm -hmm. our brain works and what, um, it just, it fascinates me. And it also fascinates me that you're studying about these different things to create ideas because that's, that's, that's really good. I love that idea. Okay. So, so then, um, how did you, did you work in a regular job before you started your own company? I mean, how did you go from having a job to creating your own business or have you always been an entrepreneur? So the answer is yes to both questions. Um, okay. <laughs> I find a lot of entrepreneurs are always sort of having a side hustle. Yes. Um, it goes back to that. <laughs> yeah. It, it really goes back to like in college, I worked at FedEx and uh, this is a great example of the side thing, but the, uh, I work at night, so I'm driving around on the tug and, and my job was to go from plane to plane, moving the big things around. And, uh, I would go to Costco and buy candy and sunflower seeds and all these things. And I would just have them in my bag. And I became known as like that guy and people would flag me down and I would sell them <laughs> sunflower <laughs> seeds and gum and whatever. I was sort of this traveling snack bar. Um, <laughs> I but, love that so much. You were enterprising. So, it's hilarious. Yes. Yes. So I didn't even care about the money. It was more about the game. So no, yeah, that's me, so fun. It's awesome. I love, I'm okay, always thinking good. of new ideas. And so always yeah, entrepreneur. I see that. Yeah, I see that. And when, you know, you and I have had meetings before and I'm just like, I see your mind working and you come up with things and I'm just, I'm, I'm in awe. So, okay, good. All right. So you have, you have actually always kind of been an entrepreneur. Um, yeah. All right. So what's one book then that you think that all entrepreneurs should read? Is there something, is there a book that you yeah. love so much that you think everyone should read it? Yeah. You know, and this is kind of important to us as a business. We use a lot of, of the mindset from Donald Miller, um, a book called Story Brand. Um, there's lots of different ways. Simon Sinek has amazing stuff and there's lots of different books that are out there, but they all kind of come down to one big question for me. And that's why. And Donald Miller adds the question kind of who is important, who's the hero. And uh, what I love about Donald Miller, the book Story Brand is it thinks in story and, and my heart is wired that way. In fact, I think every human heart is wired to respond to story. And so he sets up 
um, marketing through a story model. And there's, there's all these ways of getting there and ways to arrive at, at the, the perfect story for a, a particular brand. But beginning to walk into any client meeting or any photo shoot or video shoot, thinking in terms of what's the story, who are the heroes, who's that. the guide, all of that matters so much because you're going to end up with a different tagline. You're going to end up with a different photo. You're going to end up with a different website if you're thinking the wrong story. Right. And so story brand gives you that right mindset. No, you're right. Like we all love stories. That's why movies, movies are so good. And these, you know, that's why we like to read, you know, book mm -hmm. stories. It, mm -hmm. You're dead on on that. That's amazing. Okay. All right. So Donald Miller and Simon Sinek love, I haven't read Donald Miller's book, but I have, um, I'm familiar with them. So, yeah. okay. So now role models, do you, have you had a specific, like you can name one role model or three yeah. role models. Have you had some? Okay, that's a really hard question. So I'm gonna. I know everybody struggles with it. I wish I had a perfect answer, but I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you three because I okay. think they're from a little bit divergent. Um, but as I think through my life, these are these are examples that I actually model myself after. So okay. one is a, is a guy probably nobody knows named John Hodges. Um, he was a professor in college and I'm on a board now serving with him um, on his, one of, one of his things that he's still doing, but I've known him for, for many years, but I met him in college and he was the first, what I would call a Renaissance man that I have ever met. He knew the great books. He knew the great stories and he affected my life probably more than just about anybody um, that I've ever known. He gave me the keys to the wisdom of the past and the way to apply them to wow, modern life. I love that. Yeah. So that's John Hodges. Nice. Okay. Another for me is, um, have you read Lord of the Rings? Do you know this story or seen the movie? You know, I am not a, a big, I haven't gotten sucked into Lord of the Rings. Okay. So, so I totally fine. Well, I'll briefly give you the whole <laughs> We're thing. We're not is friends this, anymore, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll say goodbye. <laughs> the podcast is over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, but there's this character. So the main character is Frodo and his job is to destroy the ring and save the world, right? But okay. what I love in the story, for me, his partner is Samwise Gamgee. Sam was the gardener and is his, is his um, partner on this journey. And Sam's the one who gets Frodo to the final destination. Sam is sort of the, the, the sidekick, but he's, he's, in my mind, the hero because it's with Sam's vision for what Frodo should be doing that Frodo was successful. And okay. so Sam was the humble servant. And I just, I love that. That's, I kind of model myself that way. I don't need to be the hero. I just need to help others be the hero they yeah. were meant to be. You're gonna make, you just give me goosebumps. I love that. <laughs> that's cause that's so what you are. I mean, it seems to me like that's so what you are. Okay. Well then the third, it goes directly to, I don't want to sound cliche and not in a moralistic way, but Jesus is that for me. And I spent a lot of time studying that, studying his life, studying the way he lived around people and the, the way he affected people. And so serving others really is what it all comes down to. And those three men have inspired me. One is a fake guy from a book, but, uh, but okay. they all mean so much to me. Somebody the, the wrote stories. that story. That's Somebody right. created that story and it touched your heart. And that is exactly what you're talking about. So yeah, I love stories that. to live by. Okay. All right. So good. All right. So number seven, what's one limiting belief that you have had to overcome to be successful? That's a great question. Um, there is a huge answer to that for me. And, and it was, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Um, when I read that question, um, it's, big ideas are for other people. 
that other people are the ones that have the big ideas wow. that change the world. Wow. Okay. I just got goosebumps. This is my second time. Okay. So <laughs> I, I got to write that down. Big ideas are for other people. And you overcame that because you recognized that that was something that was, that was keeping big ideas from you because yeah. you didn't believe that they were for you. Wow. Yeah. How did you change that? Just, I'm going to add that question on. Can I do That's, that? That's yeah. Um, I wish there was an easy answer to that, but it, it really was a wrestle in my brain. I had to take that thought captive. I had to subdue that thought and say, no. And it, this, this happened over many weeks. Um, I remember what I was going through. I had this idea for a, a nonprofit we were wanting to do for Memphis, for city schools and for the whole city. And I just kept coming back to, You're, you can't do this. That's too big for you. You can't make something that, hap that big happen. And it was, it was two weeks of wrestling every day with, am I someone capable of something that big? And I, with each day, just kept stepping forward. And I, you know, when you speak things out loud, you, you kind of speak to your heart. I had to keep saying, I am capable of this. I could yeah. do this. And wow. it, it was this sort of growing posture of, I can. God made me for big things. I can make big things. Yeah. Well, almost a conversation deal. with yourself where you counteracted the statement. You were just like, instead of saying no big ideas are, you know, for someone else, you were like, I have those ideas. I mm -hmm. can come up with those ideas. This is for me. And I know that yeah. so you're telling yourself you're reinforcing. I love that so much. Okay. Wow. Can I add I, a bit? Because this might yes, be helpful can, for people. Absolutely. This was, this was huge for me. When you name something, it loses its power. And that was huge when I realized that um, naming that fear took it from a, a part of my brain that was crippling, sort of that, the old part of our brain that operates almost involuntarily. Right. Um, it took it from that to the frontal part of my brain where the, I'm the conscious of it. Brain. Right. So it took it from the primitive brain up to the prefrontal cortex where I'm, I'm aware of it, I'm conscious of it, and I can right. deal with it. And it's no longer emotional. And wow. so, so you it named the, it. yeah, naming it was everything. Wow. I love that. Okay. I'm going to, I, I, I'm going to do a little bit more research on that because I haven't really thought about it that way, but you know, it's just like the monster under the bed. If you, yeah. you know, <laughs> if you recognize it and you make it familiar, it doesn't scare you any longer. I love yeah. that. All right. So other than my podcast, <laughs> to say that what's your favorite podcast right now or just a podcast that you think would be helpful for people to listen to okay yeah other than the Heidi Dawson podcast um, <laughs> which is great I truly mean that um, other than that I think it's important to be aware of issues that are happening currently okay. so there's lots of marketing stuff I listen to lots of that is good for my business but what I what I think is important for everyone is there's a podcast called from the center and this guy, John Hodges, I mentioned, is actually him and another, and another guy. They are discussing current events from, it's a conservative perspective, but I think it's a very even-handed, fair approach to current events and deep okay. you know, political things to societal things. I think we should have an awareness of what's happening and, and try to give both sides a fair shake. And here's what I learned more than anything from listening to that podcast is that no matter what side of the aisle we're on or what side of an issue we're on, the people on the other side actually have good hearts that want good things. The way of getting there, they have a different idea. And, but if we can agree on what that good thing is that we're all after, if we can agree on that, 
we can then approach it and find ways that we can get there together. I but I think we just, time. we divide so much over stupid stuff. Ah, it's so true. And it, you know, cause if we just look for the, the common ground, mm-hmm. which we all, there is a common ground that we can have. If we just look for that, we'll find it. And yeah. instead of looking for what's separating us and what divides us, look for what unites us. I love that. Ah, so timely. All right. So that's from the center um, with John Hodges. Yeah. If anyone wants to look that up. All right. So then at your core, what word mm-hmm. would you say defines your core emotion, your general mm-hmm. state of being? What you know, I've that? done the my three words process. With I Heidi love Dawson. that about you. I yeah. know you've done that. I love it. I really do. It affects me every day. I think through it. Um, so my core emotion is optimism. So I'm optimistic. Hope is everything to me. Yeah. The way I'm wired, the way I view the world, hope is everything. And so approaching everything with optimism is my core emotion. Yeah, that's a very, very strong characteristic of someone that's successful, in my opinion, is optimistic. Mm, I love that. Okay. All right. I say I love that a lot because I love so much of what you're saying. (laughs) All right. So last (laughs) question, number 10, one piece of advice that you go back and give yourself when you were just starting out. Easy. Yeah. Seek more mentors. I think there's, there's people who are down the road that really could help make uh, the road a little easier, help me know where the pitfalls are. And uh, I wish I would have sought them out a whole lot more aggressively. I, that is phenomenal advice and so true because uh, so many, Tony Robbins says, don't reinvent the wheel, right? There's mm-hmm. so many people out there. If you just either read a book about them or uh, follow them, you know, just do whatever research you can to find out because they've already done it. Somebody's probably yeah. already done what you're doing. I love yeah. that. That's, this has all been so phenomenal, Donnie. I, I love this interview and I'm so intrigued by the mud water. So I cannot <laughs> wait for you to send me that. Okay. I'm just going to send you a package of it. It's so Oh, good. okay. All right. I, I cannot wait. I swear okay. to you. I cannot wait. And then also uh, I'll, I'll add in the show notes, the Donald Miller and Simon Sinek. Cause I know Simon Sinek, I love his books. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I loved his start with why. And I think that Absolutely. that was that's something that I think a lot of people would benefit from. And then the new podcast from the center and seeking more mentors. I love that. So awesome. Okay. This was wonderful. I learned so much and I hope everyone else does that as well. And I appreciate your time so much. You have no idea how much I'm thankful for you coming on today. Wow, that was so much fun talking to Donnie that I absolutely forgot to ask him how to connect with him. So if you're looking for any help with your brand or your business image, these guys are amazing. And like I said, they'll blow you away. You can find all about them at creationstudios.io. Again, that's creationstudios.io in Memphis, Tennessee. And I'll put that in the show notes. Okay, guys, talk to you soon. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends because we're just going to keep going bigger and better places together. And I love that about us. Talk to you in a few days.